Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellavance, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to The Daily Check-In for June 24th, 2021. It's Thursday. It's a good day. I've got a glass of wine with me. It's a it's a slightly later daily check-in than usual, but, you know, that's just what happens sometimes. So uh, let's check in. How you doing? How's your week going? Did you happen to watch the big Microsoft event today all about Windows 11? Well, I hope you did, or if you didn't, that's going to be the topic for today's daily check-in. So let's just read, we'll dive right in. Let's do this thing. All right. So I watched most of the presentation. It was about 45 minutes long, and there were some additional videos beyond that. And we basically got our first real introduction, or at least my first real introduction to Panos Panay. Now, I know he's been around for a while at Microsoft. He is the one who launched the Surface line, which I do appreciate. I have some Surface headphones. And I'm on my second Surface laptop. I had the Surface 2 laptop, and now I have the Surface 4 laptop because it was time for an upgrade. And before then, I even had the Surface 4 Pro, uh, the one that would like the detachable keyboard thing. And I, I really like all of the Surface products. So good job on that. Well done, Panos. And in 2020, February of 2020, he took over as the head of the Windows Experience Group in, addi in addition to the Surface Group. and I think that answers a lot of questions that people might have about what's going on with Windows 11. So at the beginning of the video, he made this weird emotional appeal to Windows users. He started talking about his childhood home and how it's important to have a place you can go back to that feels familiar and secure. And he was trying to draw a parallel between the Windows operating system and your childhood home, which like, big swing, buddy. Okay, uh, uh, sorry, I, I, as much as I do enjoy using Windows from time to time, if Windows disappeared off the face of the planet tomorrow, I would not be grief stricken. I would go, oh, I guess I'm using Linux or Mac OS now. <laughs> like, it is part of my daily workflow. But for me, the most important thing about an operating system is that it fades into the background and lets me get my work done. That's what I want out of an operating system. I don't need a lot of bells and whistles. I don't need a lot of flash. I need something that does what it needs to do in the background and gets the heck out of my way. <laughs> so I'm more interested in like good memory management and thread pruning and garbage collection and all of that jazz and a secure operating system much more than I am about some new animation that you have in the start menu. So I, that, that's where I'm coming from. But basically, he is the one who headed up the design elements of the Surface. And so you can see that he does have a lot of attention to detail. If there's one thing that people have said about Surface products is that they're very nice looking. <laughs> they're beautiful sometimes. I don't know if I would go that far, but it has been said that they're beautiful products. And it seems like he's turned that same level of attention uh, to detail to the UI in Windows. So... Basically, they really focused on design and the user experience in Windows, which for me, the Windows 10 user experience was fine. I don't feel like I needed some giant improvement. But to me, the reason that they're calling this Windows 11 at all is marketing and marketing in two regards. One, Panos took over this Windows experience group a little over a year ago, back in February of 2020. And I think for him, this is his big statement piece. This is him emerging out and saying, hey, this is me. I'm putting my stamp 
on Windows. And it's also a signal that we're emerging from the pandemic. So it's two big things that want that they want to denote by not just releasing a new version of Windows 10, by re releasing a new version of Windows. Is there actually enough in the changes to justify a whole new number for Windows? Signs point to no. If I look at what they've included in previous feature updates for Windows 10, I don't feel like the changes in Windows 11 really denote a full change in version. This could just be a feature update, but from a marketing perspective, I think it's important to Panos that they do demarcate it with a new version of Windows. And I think from a marketing perspective of getting consumers excited about a new version of Windows and possibly upgrading their existing equipment, that's there too, though to a lesser degree, because if there's one thing that the pandemic did, it made a lot of people go out and buy desktops and laptops. The, the sales for those were pretty good. So those didn't really need a, a shot in the arm when it comes to sales. So I really think this is more about him and his takeover of the Windows experience rather than anything significant about the operating system evolution itself. So that does beg the question, what will you actually care about when it comes to Windows 11? What, what are the things that might make you excited about upgrading? Well, one thing that they're saying is that it will probably use less power. They've found ways to make the kernel and other components more efficient. So they're projecting something like 40% less power consumption. We'll see what the real world numbers look like when it's actually finished and available. But you know, they can make that claim under certain conditions, sure. They also said that Windows updates were going to be significantly smaller, and that's a welcome change. If you've ever lo looked at the WinSXS directory inside your Windows directory and seen how bloated that thing is, that's your Windows updates. And they are ridiculously huge and take up way too much room. There's been some products that will clean that out for you. And then also the newer versions of Windows will do a pretty good job of cleaning up some of the detritus there. But still, there's it's just a lot. It's a lot. So that, that was included in it. Eh, that's interesting. Now, one thing that they did announce that I'm actually excited about. And this, again, this is like an incremental improvement. This is not life-changing, not world-changing, is Snap Groups and the Snap functionality in general. Now, I believe this was introduced back in like Windows 8 or maybe even Windows 7, but it was definitely in Windows 8 that it was available. And essentially, you know, when you drag a window to the left or right of the screen, it'll snap into place and then it will suggest a side-by-side -side to put on the other side of that. And that became adjustable at some point as well. However, that doesn't really work if you want to have three windows open or four windows open in some sort of tiled grid. And if you're the sort of person who's gone with a widescreen monitor that's really wide, you want to break that widescreen monitor up into relevant chunks. And there's a number of utilities out there that let you do that. Well, now that's going to be baked into Windows and they're going to have different suggestions for how you can break the screen up. Not only that, but you can snap a bunch of your windows into a particular grid arrangement and then sort of save that grid arrangement and put it in its own desktop. So if you want to task switch from one project to another, you can have a totally different layout and have it kind of saved so that it will open up and restore to that status. So that, I mean, that's pretty cool. That's something I'm actually excited about. The other announcement that some people are excited about or think they're excited about 
is Android apps being available on the Windows Store and running natively on Windows 11. So this is through a technology called Intel Bridge that basically acts as an intermediary between the Android application and the expectation that's going to be running on an ARM processor and the actual x86 processor that's there, it sits in the middle. It's sort of an inverse of what the Mac OS is doing with some of the newer apps to run on the ARM processor. It's basically the inverse of that. And it's a project from Intel, but it's going to work on Intel and AMD processors. I guess that's exciting. I, what I will say is the Windows Store has always been a little anemic when it comes to available apps. A lot of developers didn't really see a reason to develop for the Windows Store when they already had great success with the Android and iOS apps. That's what you would target for the mobile and tablet experience, not the Windows Store. And that's been to the detriment of the Windows Store for a long time. So apparently the Windows Store itself is getting a huge facelift, and on top of that, you're now going to be able to install Android apps on your Windows 11 PC, tablet, whatever. Will the experience be great? Eh, probably not. It'll be okay. It'll be acceptable. Is that something I really care about? Not really. I have a tablet. I have a phone. If I need to run an Android app, I'll just do it there. So, um, yay? I, I'm sure this is exciting for someone, but I just felt meh about the whole thing. What else is exciting? Well, they talked about a bunch of graphic stuff and a bunch of gaming stuff. Like I said, I want the OS to get out of my way, not show me more flashy graphics. So I'll probably end up turning that stuff off. And I don't game on my PC. So again, that's exciting for some. And I already had a Twitter interaction today with someone who is excited about gaming. So awesome for you. Very excited for you. But mm, not a big deal for me. They have moved around the start menu and made some improvements. And if you can't hear the air quotes, I am making them. So... <laughs> <laughs> if you're excited about that, uh, okay. But the last time they really messed with the start menu, it didn't go well. We all remember Windows 8. Uh, fortunately, you can set it back <laughs> and just make it look as it always has. And they also trumpeted some things in the start menu that were improvements, like it's going to show you documents you recently accessed on other devices. I feel like that already exists, or at least it exists for me. Um, the last thing that I want to mention, and this is running a little long, so I apologize, but there was one last thing I want to mention is they trumpeted the in direct integration of Teams with Windows. So Teams is going to be part of Windows, essentially, and it's going to be baked into the start bar. So you can easily start a Teams conversation or video chat or whatever ad hoc with whomever you want to. And it also includes some MS SMS features. So it's less of a business focused thing and they're trying to make Teams more of a general uh, communications platform, kind of like Skype was. Remember Skype, the thing that they paid billions of dollars for? Yeah, so that's Teams now apparently. <laughs> I actually think they use some of the same code in the background, so not a total waste there. Uh, but I, I just want to remind Microsoft that bundling software with your operating system traditionally has not gone great. Remember that whole Internet Explorer thing? That's an antitrust thing just waiting to happen with Teams. So I guess we'll see what happens when Windows 11 actually drops, if it matters at all. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Windows 11. Do you care? Are you even running Windows? Does any of this stuff get you excited? Is it actually worth incrementing to Windows 11? I have a lot of questions, and I gave some answers that are ways of thinking that I have, but I'm curious to hear what you th you think about this. So hit me up on Twitter, Ned1313, or let me know through LinkedIn. And until next time, stay healthy, stay safe out there. Bye for now.